You know what time it is. It is nerds from Oz or of Oz or wherever it is in Oz that we are. We're coming to you today from the Fortress of Nerditude. Yeah, yeah, boy. I'm I'm here with Kirby, who most of you regular listeners will know as being the person who Shane, who is not here with us today, nor is Josh. But Shane's the one that whenever he wants a fact check, just sits here and screams Kirby at the top of his lungs. Um, because when she's got her headphones on and watching Gossip Girl, she ain't taking a break for nobody. Um, say hello, Kirby. Hello, everybody. Uh, so we just thought we'd, we're sort of still in a little bit of this post coronary thing. We hope that you are all well and healthy and that your families are all good as well. You can hear that I'm a little bit nasally or more nasally than what I normally am today. Um, I have a cold. It's not the Rona. Let's hope. Let's hope it's not the Rona. Oh no! No, it's not the Rona. I've just I've got man flu, so it's worse than coronavirus. I'm no suffering surprises. terribly. Um, but we just thought we'd have a little bit of a chat while the boys aren't here. We like I was going to say, um, we can't go back because my wife unfortunately is stuck working at home. Um, probably not unfortunately for her because it alleviates two hours of travel every day for her. So, um, but the rest of us are suffering because on when we're off. We have to creep around the house. We have we, we're basically like ghosts haunting a house, um, because uh, yeah, we can't make any noise because she's skyping or zooming or siping or stooming or what, whatever whatever it is important business people do. That's what she does. She's not like myself and Kirby. Kirby is Samantha's and my daughter. Um, uh, Kirby is the ultimate product of nerd them. Now I'll just point out that. You may think that even though we're going to talk about video games and board games and stuff like that today, your first instinct, if I say video games and hear the word Kirby, is to think that she's a little pink ball who... Does Kirby fart or vomit air? She, like... <laughs> oh, she. Is Kirby a she? Oh, I don't really know. I don't think Maybe we should say they not to offend Kirby. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, they don't really have genitals, <coughs> I don't think, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it has genitals. Okay. Um, I think like they and it is a good pronoun to use for okay. Kirby. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but I think they, they like suck in air. Yeah. Which is always, I'm always the, the bum of the joke at work. Yeah. Because I'm Kirby and all I do is suck. <laughs> and you work in video games industry yeah. too, so that doesn't help. Yeah, so so Kirby is the ultimate product of nerddom because she's named after Jack Kirby who created Captain America. Um. Uh, yeah, as as we just said, Kirby works in video games. I work in pop culture, so it's um, we 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 may not be the ultimate authorities of some of the the bigger people in the world who do this sort of stuff, but we like to think that we, while we don't have our fingers on the pulse, we know where the pulse is. We've heard about the pulse. We've seen a documentary about it, so we kind of think we know what we're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> now, now, just to make sure that you all know, you are listening to the Nerds of Oz. There we go. Um, yes, it's nine o'clock in the morning, so that's that's not a beer. I'm not having a brekkie beer, Shane. Sorry to disappoint you. I think someone's telling porcupine. <laughs> I wouldn't have a breakfast beer. It's it's a it's a breakfast scotch and coke in a can. I mean, if you're drinking a beer at breakfast, it's carbs, so it's like having toast. 
There you go. Right? They should make chocolate beer, so it's like Nutella. Nutella should make a beer. They have chocolate beer. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. It's like infused with chocolate and it tastes like chocolate. Why the fuck do I have a chocolate beer? <laughs> I don't know why you don't have one. Good Lord. I didn't realise that I was living in a third world country, for God's sake. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're going to talk about a couple of things today with um, us having to be quite quiet and stuck at home. Um, one of the things we did do was discover the wonderful world of board games. Now, um, the... Uh, the Prime Minister of the country earlier in the Corona thing talked about how everybody was staying at home and playing jigsaws, and um, both Kirby and I, our industries, discovered that all of a sudden our jigsaw sales went spastic. Um, we were um, <laughs> we tried a jigsaw puzzle and decided that it wasn't for us. We, we tried to jump on the bandwagon, so um, we went to a different bandwagon, which is board games, um, and we have discovered that we are board game hoes. We are. Hose for the board game. I'm hoeing for that board game. Hoeing for the board game. Now, I previously have worked for a games company. I worked for Games Workshop many years ago. So my experience with board games is either Monopoly or um, Games Workshop type stuff, you know, like like people fighting or Dungeons and Dragons, which is more people fighting. <coughs> um, but what we've discovered is that we like... Through, through um, watching things like Shut Up and Sit Down, which is an amazing YouTube channel about board games, we've discovered that we actually really, 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 really love a whole pile of board games that aren't about combat. Um, we started with a, a game called Carcassonne, um, which is one that we fell in love with. It's probably the one that we've gone back to the most regularly. And, and realistically, um, Carcassonne's like our, our introductory drug and everything that we've done since has been to try and match the high of Carcassonne. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Carcassonne's been our marijuana, yep. and now we're on to heroin. We're, we're trying to find our heroin board game. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. So Carcassonne's pretty cool. It's, it's basically you're putting down tiles um, that represent uh, parts of the town of Carcassonne, and you're putting down little meeples, which are little uh, wooden people. You're putting them down, and you're trying to claim spaces. And as you put more tiles down, you're potentially trying to expand your space, and it's done on points. I never win this fucking game. I am the queen of Carcassonne, ladies. She is the queen of Carcassonne. She can't play fucking Jenga for shit. Um, and and her her attitude towards um, Connect Four shots, which is Connect Four mixed with beer pong, is miserable. But Carcassonne, man, if she, if she feels like making herself feel better, she just goes, "Let's play Carcassonne, Dad." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." And then I just get thrashed. Um, yeah, I really can't stress how much fun Carcassonne is. It is an absolute blast. So yeah. As, as we said, we're, we're trying to find a, something else to match that high. Um, we discovered an amazing game called Jaipur. Uh, Jaipur is a, a card game where basically you're trying to earn the favour of one of the kings of India, um, and you're doing that by buying and uh, selling camels and gold and silver and stuff like that. It's an amazing game. It, it, it costs like 40 bucks, and it is so much fun. And beautifully done as well. The Such art is just so amazing. Yeah, it's um, it's all very because it is sort of based in India. It is all done in very very bright colours. I guess sort of it's it's. Would you say it's culturally sensitive because of the colouring of it? Like, is that what they've tried to do with it? Do you think they've tried to be true to uh, the culture? I think that they've just tried to be like a lot of games do differentiate different pieces, mm-hmm. and um, I think they've done it in a really really beautiful way yeah. that sticks to Indian culture for so, sure. I just think that when we play it, I look at it and all I can think of is the... What's the name of the festival they have in India where they throw, like, the paint dust bomb things at each other? Yeah, that like, reminds me exactly of that. Like, it's those sorts of bright pinks and bright purples, bright greens, and, and it's just a beautiful game. And so much fun. Um, 
Another one that we just picked up recently. I, I am a big fan <laughs> of a guy named. Sorry about that. That's um. I've received a message on my phone and it's just kicked in. So sorry about that. Um, can you can you just grab my phone so we can um stop that from happening? Um, so another one that we've been we've been playing is uh, I'm a big fan of Jamie Stegmeyer who owns Stonemeyer Games. Um, Stonemeyer Games do Scythe, they do Wingspan, and we have discovered an awesome game called uh, Tapestry. Uh, Tapestry is a quite hilarious game, actually, because what you're basically doing is you're given a culture to expand upon. Um, the last time we played, who were you, Kerbs? <laughs> I was the isolationist. The isolationist, <laughs> perfect. So the perfect corona uh, thing. She was So she was a culture who didn't require any help from anybody. I was the merrymakers, and the merrymakers um, get gifts constantly because they're so pleasant. But basically what you're doing in this game, you're, you're tracking through the evolution of a culture and every turn represents an entire sort of a, a section of... Um, like a new age. Like a new age, yeah. So you start off with the discovery, your, your culture's discovery of fire, and then you jump from that to, you know, I, I had, um, I think I had, I went from discovery of fire to communism to revolution to a monarchy. Um yeah, it's it's weird. We had, did you remember how yours went that first time? Yeah, I think I went like to uh, like machinists, and then it went on to like the people who like build iron and stuff. That's like right. That. Yeah, and then I eventually went to <coughs> to scientists at the end. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really funny because um, it's one of these games that it's it's very um abstract because. By the end of the game, Kirby had space travel and trains, but didn't have carpentry or sewerage systems in her technology, in her in her culture. Um, so they were in space, but those little turds were floating around there with Ooh, them. Oh, they sure were. <laughs> little, little, little cute little space turds. Happy little space turds. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else have we been playing? Oh, Gloom. Gloom. Especially the Cthulhu edition. Yeah. Brilliant game. So, so Gloom is a game that um, it, it's a card game. Um, the cool thing about it is it has transparent cards. And the reason it has transparent cards is that you are issued a family of five. Your job is to give them the worst couple, the worst life that they possibly can by overlaying miserable things that happen to them, and then killing them when they're at the very low point. Uh, it sounds horrendous and probably not the greatest coronavirus game. No, probably not. Um, but we have so much fun with this game. And it's a funny game as well. It's um, The art's very reminiscent of Charles Adams or yeah. Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim, Tim Burton-y Burton as well. Definitely. There's a whole pile of different versions. We have the Gloom version, which is the standard one, which just has sort of adaptations on Adams Family and Munster-style families. Um, there is also the Cthulhu Gloom that Kirby talked about, which is all characters... Um, based off uh, Lovecraft stories, though they, they are um, there is a cat in there that they have very carefully renamed from uh, what um, Lovecraft called him in the twenties to Tigger Man rather than the unfortunate name that he had. <clears throat> um, and then there's a third one called Gloom of Thrones, where you play one of the four fam one of the I think one of four families yeah. from. Um, like the Lannisters. Yeah. The, um, but they, they've got different names. They, they've not tried yeah. to step on copyright, so I think they're called like the Bannisters and the Stork family. They're, yeah. they're, but they're quite obviously, you know, Tyrion and all the rest of it. Um, but, yeah, that is a super fun game. Um, another one that I really like is Lords of Waterdeep. Um, this is a game based in the Dungeons & Dragons world, and basically you are a crime boss, 
in the fictional town of Waterdeep, which is like in the D&D thing, so there's dragons and all that sort of stuff. And more or less what you're doing is you are trying to get the highest point score by, um, what would you say, a, a, like performing missions, yeah, yeah. Um, hiring rogues and clerics and wizards to do missions. So you might get a mission that says that you need four wizards and a warrior. So you have to travel to various pubs and stuff to collect these things and, and do these missions and those missions give you points. Um, it's a... The game goes for about 90 minutes, honestly. Um, it doesn't feel that long, though. It's it doesn't feel simple. that long. It, it goes along at such a clip, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's a, it's a really cool game about sort of the underworld of, um, of the Dungeons & Dragons world. Another game that we've got that I think is pretty cool is called Selfish. <clears throat> yes. Okay, so Selfish is a card game. There's two different versions. There's Zombies and Space. We have the Space one. Um the space one is very interesting. Basically, you're an astronaut who is stuck too far away from your space shuttle and you don't quite have enough air to get back there because you have to sacrifice air for propulsion and also... Um, to stay where you are. Just to, to stay where you are as well. So essentially what you've got to do is over the course of the game, you are um, sabotaging the people that you're playing against which is why it's called selfish, like stealing their oxygen, pushing them back a step so that you can get back to your spaceship quicker. The zombie one also has you, um, in a more than two-player game, has you be able to be turning to a zombie and attack the other players. But with this one, you're basically just trying to leave your opponent in the dark recesses of space to die of starvation, hunger, and uh, suffocate. And you keep winning it, I wonder why. Yeah. (laughs) That would be my level of selfishness is right up here. (laughs) <coughs> um, sorry about my coughing if you can hear that in the background what else have we played what, have, what else have you liked that we've played I really like Splendour mm. that was by far one of my favourites now yeah so Splendour is very similar to Jaipur um, you're trading jewels to get the favour of the nobles you have to get to is it 15, 15 points 15 points yeah so some of the jewels that you trade and all the rest of it give you um, points that go towards this final score of 15 and it's like you Get paid like a, whatever you want to get paid at the turn up to three. Is it three things? Yeah, three so gems. three gems. You buy things with those gems. Those gems then act as extra gems so that you can buy more things. So you're essentially investing, getting returns on your investment to buy bigger things to get returns on your investment. It's a beautiful, another beautiful game that's thematically it's fantastic. I don't know. People bag this game out for being ugly. I think it's an awesome looking game. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing is, is that the company that make it are bringing out a Marvel version very soon where it's going to have you um, collecting heroes and villains, sorry, collecting heroes who will help you get Infinity Gems so that you can slowly work your way up. And I think what you've got to do is that you've got to end up, the winner doesn't just, isn't just the first of 15, it's the person that has to have, I think, from what I can tell, this is completely me guessing, um, but I'm just from looking at a photo of the layout, it looks like that you have to get not just two fifteen. But when the first person gets to 15, there's a full round left to play. And so I think what happens with this one is is that whoever gets to 15 first, you then have to actually try and get yourself to 16 so that you can beat Thanos, who's got 16. <coughs> um, but yeah, Splendor's another cool one. If, I, if I'm to say one last one before we move on to our next thing, Pandemic. Oh, my God. Yes. Not an appropriate game for the time at the moment, but... Um, Pandemic is a spectacular game. Just really well built, really well 
like the function of it and how it works and how you have to think. Um, and it's a cooperative game, which is a pretty sure the only cooperative game that we play. Yeah, probably, yeah. But every time is different and you've got sort of uh, different people that have different abilities to help you solve the pandemic. And you sort of got four diseases to cure in, in one turn. So you sort of have to like figure out how you can cure these diseases, who's going to be the best to do that, and you really have to work together to figure out how to cure this disease. It's awesome. The, the cool thing about it is, is that you're not just working together and you've got like you randomly issue people what they're going to be in this pandemic. And so we've had games where we've thrashed it because we've been like a quarantine expert and a, a doctor who's able to stop the pandemic from spreading because potentially every turn the pandemic can get broader and broader. Um, we, we get it. We occasionally, we once got two characters that were just the worst combination ever. We've only ever played it two player because uh, my wife, who doesn't mind a game, like she'll play Monopoly Deal with us, which is like a fast version, like fast card version of Monopoly. We'll, we'll play Monopoly Deal and she loves it. But Pandemic, she's like, how do I win? It's like, you don't win. We all win. She's like, if I can't beat you guys, I'm not playing. So, yeah, that's why she's a that's why she's a successful business person and I'm not. Because <laughs> I'm just like everybody, be happy. Whereas Sam's like, how do I kill everyone? How do I stand on the bodies of the fallen? It's like, oh, we've all won. Well, now I'm going to kill you all. Yeah, that. What would she if we if we'd have we'd have to get her to play pandemic by saying what you've got to do is cure all the diseases on the planet and then infect your opponents and the winner is the person who survives and she'd go, yeah, I do that. Um, Pandemic's just celebrated, I think it was last year, celebrated its 10th year in publication and there's this amazing super sexy box set that comes in like a medical emergency, metal medical emergency kit. Um, I think out of all of the games that we play, I think Splendor, Carcassonne and Pandemic are probably the favourites. Definitely. They're probably right up there. Um, But yeah, but that's just the board games that we've been playing. We've bought a hell of a lot more board games but there's just not enough time in the day because... The businesses that we work for didn't shut down over the pandemic, which I'm thankful for. Um, so, whereas, like, we still couldn't go out on the weekends and stuff, so we still played a lot of board games, but I think that I overextended how much time I thought we had yeah. <laughs> compared to, um, to to the actual thing. But there is something else that we've been playing. Now, both Kirby and I have Nintendo Switches. Love our Nintendo Switches. Obsessed. Kirby at one point had two. And... Um, He's just a little soundbite from um, from something that, that we got a little bit hooked on. Um, I'll just play this. Get hype, y'all. <laughs> Seriously, I've never heard more relaxing music other than Minecraft. Yep. That, that ba- th- this is like ASMR. Oh, 100%. Like, this is like, I need to go to sleep. What can I put on? Let's back on some Animal Crossing. I can just I can just imagine, like, some YouTuber going, It's time to go to Tom Nook's shop. Do you want to buy some turnips? Who needs new fashion? Let's collect some shells. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone for bamboo? I'm going to shake this tree. <laughs> so... So Animal Crossing came out just before the pandemic kicked off, isn't? Didn't yeah, yeah. it? It was probably the on last the cusp of it. on the cusp of it. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a life simulator, which is pro- the reason I think people went crazy for it is because they had no life for two months, so that they um they used this instead. 
that's that's fair enough. Like, it's probably the best. Even during regular life, this is the best life simulator in the world for sure. Which is interesting, considering that you're surrounded by talking animals. Who doesn't want little happy animal friends that, that dress interestingly? Some of those animals are pricks. Oh, 100%. I've yeah. got a guy on my island. I can't... What is he? Is he a dog? Is he a bear? Uh, maybe he's a lion? But he's always working out. I hate those guys. And every time I go to him, it's like... And, and they talk in this... Sort of a sounding voice. And every time I go to him, it's like... Oh, I've been working out. And he talks about all of this shit. And it's like... Fuck off, mate. I just yeah. want to. I just want to steal some shit from you. Yeah. I want to come to your house and steal something. Don't talk to me about working out. Um. <clears throat> so, Kerbs, what what what's the basic thing of this of this game? Like, what, what what do you do? How do you start? So, essentially, there has been. This is the fifth generation of the game. Uh, each time, it starts differently, but you essentially do the same thing in each one. Um, in this one, you are sort of you want to get away from the busy city life and move into island life. And Tom Nook capitalist asshole is here to do that for you <laughs> um so he has created a um he's found an island and he's created the service where you can come and live on an island away from <clears> your regular life and um he doesn't tell you that you have to pay millions and millions and millions of dollars to try and upgrade your home and that nobody's going to help you terraform your island and nobody's going to help you pay off your loans and nobody's going to help you with anything. He's an but, absolute prick. Oh, and considering he's a fucking, um, what are they, bin rat? Yeah. What were they called, bin yeah. panda? Yeah. You know, he's a raccoon and, and his nephews are little pricks as well. Mm-hmm. And the thing, the thing I hate about this game is, is that it's probably the only thing I hate about this game because it is extraordinarily cute. But the thing that really shits me is, is that you'll go there and it'll be like, oh, I can build you a house, but you've got to pay me back. But when you actually want to do something that's not in the order that the game wanted to do, it's like, that'll be $50,000 up mm-hmm. front. Yeah, it's like, oh, you put a house in the wrong place and you want to move it a little bit to the left? That's $50,000, thank you very much. What's the currency? Bells. Bells, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and then... Once a week on a Sunday, you've got what's the chick that's got the snot hanging out of him now, out of her nose? Um, May Sally May. Yeah, but she sells turnips. Yep. So and so you buy turnips from this thing, and what animal is she? Um, she's a warthog. Oh, that explains the snot coming out of her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this cow sells you turnips. And then for the rest of the week, you're going to Tom Nook every single day. Uh, not Tom Nook, what's it called? Nook's Cranny. Yeah, Timmy and Tommy. <clears throat> they own a shop called Nook's Cranny. And you're trying to sell turnips. And it is like, it's, it's um, stock markets, but with turnips. Yep. Um, the, the stalk market, as they like to call oh, it. Stalk market. Is, really? Is that what they call it? <laughs> they call it the stalk market. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> My God. Um, but the thing about this game is that you can actually travel to other people's islands as well. So... Kirby has a network of how many people? Oh, it's easily up to like 15, 20 people now. 15 people whose islands shoot. Like, I, I pretty much will play solo, except if Kirby tells me that she's got a lot of turnips, and then I'm just like, can you get onto my game while I'm at work and do this? Um, but uh, they, they all, every day, they're like on a little WhatsApp, not WhatsApp, or is it just a messenger group? Well, it's actually, Nintendo have their own app that you can download. Really? Where you can chat to people who you are linked up with already with your friend code, so that way you can talk externally to the game <coughs> while still playing the game. It's, wow. it's genius. What's the name of the app? It's just Nintendo Switch Online. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it runs all your online services for every single game that you own. Wow. Okay. Okay. And, and like, this game, and Switches for that matter, like, I mean, over the course of, of the coronavirus kicking off, 
video games sold out everywhere. Um, Switches sold out everywhere to the point that Nintendo couldn't even keep up with them. Mm-hmm. Animal Crossing sold out everywhere. Um, weird things sold out everywhere. Here's an interesting snippet for you. Games Workshop Black Undercoat in a Spray. Because Games Workshop shut down their entire facility, Games Workshop Black Undercoat Spray was being sold on, sold on eBay. I saw it for like 50 and 60 bucks Whoa. instead of the 20 or 30 that they normally charge for it because they were just like, no one can buy it. I'm going to capitalise on this. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, toilet. The, the two the two most important things in the vir- in the during the virus were toilet paper and black chaos black undercoat from Games Workshop. Um, Damn. But yeah, it, it's a, it's a fun game. It's a, it's a massive distraction, and it's um like I've got friends who have that they'll be like, oh, I don't really like the game. I'm not. It's not. It's not great. And then I'll look at how many hours they've been playing. It's like 250 hours. It's like, dude, you got a problem. Yeah, that's the thing with Animal Crossing. You you hate it. <laughs> so so much but then you realize you put 200 hours into it and you can't stop it's so addictive i feel that way about minecraft like i find minecraft one of those games that yeah it's fine it's online lego you know it's really all it is it's just online lego and i'll I'll, I'll think to myself yeah it's yeah it's okay and then four hours later i've built a castle i'm like what the fuck just happened i actually found out the other day how many hours collectively across everything i put into it Mm. in minecraft in minecraft how much do you how much do you think i've put into it Roughly. I'm going to say 100 hours. 1,200 hours. What? Holy shit. Yeah, from PC to Switch, 1,200 hours. You got a calculator there? <laughs> yeah, so no. divide, I'm scared to do this. Divide 1,200 by a 40-hour working week to see how many weeks you've spent working on your island. 30 weeks. 30 weeks. You've almost spent a full year. Oh, no. <laughs> but how's your island look? Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> so my, that's all right you, then. I, I've reset it a few times in, in that period. Oh, so that hour, those hours aren't really accurate then? No, no. There's, uh, I've definitely like I've gotten to a point where I'm like, oh, this looks great, and then I've been like, oh no, I hate it, and I and I just start again because I, I just like I can't I can't stop, but I want to start again like a wow it's a vicious cycle. The thing that I found cool about the Switch was is there's a game called oh what's it called um, the exercising one, Ring Fit Ring Adventure. Fit. Oh now Ring God. Fit's another one that sold out um, pretty much well everywhere. Ring Fit comes with like a, a Pilates ring, and yep. um, you and put a you leg can strap. yeah you put your controllers into the Pilates ring and the leg the leg strap and basically it is a a game like Tomb Raider. Yep. Um, you play this super fit person. And in pulling, so, so you have to like jump up and down or whatever to move your legs to make the character move. And then to, um, to fight against things and open doors, you've got to open and close the ring. Mm. You need to work out a better way of saying this. Yep. Um, so, so you're you like, need to clench your ring. Yeah, you need to clench your ring. So you need to clench and unclench your ring. So like, to open a door, you might need to, to sort of pull the ring so that it blasts air out of it to open the door. Um, and then close the ring to maybe fire fireballs or something from it. Beautiful game, heaps of fun. Um, Very clever in the way that it makes you not realise you're doing exercise yeah. till 30 minutes after you've finished and you start feeling all the pain from Yeah, it. exactly, yeah. And, and there's like, you can actually work out your own exercises as well. There's like guided exercises. Um, it reminds me a little bit of um, Box Fit on the Ox- Oculus uh, Quest. Yeah. Um, which is basically a boxing game. Um, just on the Oculus Quest too, I'll point out that in the last couple of weeks they did a thing where it's a, in beta at the moment, but you can actually 
go to your menu and scan your hands so that you can do things just with your hands and not with the controllers. So things like um, the boxing game, you actually don't need to have your controllers in your hand. You could actually... Um, you, you could even have stand in front of a, a, a boxing bag and use that rather than have the things in your hand, which is pretty cool. And it's a very genius <coughs> idea to definitely, um, in exercise, make sure you have that barrier for when you are punching. Oh, I've, I've got tennis elbow. Yeah, yeah. From, from hyperextending my punches. elbow from yeah. that stupid game. Between that and Beat Saber and all the rest of it. Um, but, yeah, speaking of video games... Something pretty special happened yesterday morning here in Australia at about 6am. Um, I don't know what time it was all over the world. Let's just um, see if you recognise this sound. Oh, I know that sounds so well. It's a mystery for some, but not for most. Um, that is the sound that I hear about 15 seconds before I go to all over the world and start killing people in Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Or murdering monsters in Lords of the Fallen. Or um, another, I've got a VR for that as well, Beat Saber. Um, finally, uh, so last week was the week that E3 should have been on. Yes. Um, E3 wasn't on, obviously, because the gathering of people in public and blah, 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 that couldn't happen. Um, but what they did do is the PlayStation still there, did they call it Days of Play still? Yeah, so they still did their days of play up until the 8th of June, which they do a whole bunch of sales across all of their um, their own titles, so like your Ratchet and Clanks, your Horizon Zero Dawns, things like that. Um, and that finished on the 8th uh, because they were supposed to have a conference on the 6th of June that unfortunately never um, went through because of the current climate in America um, with the uh, protests happening around the world as well. Um, so they decided to postpone it to yesterday. Yeah. Um a tough time with everything that's happened really it's been a tough time for all sorts of industry um and video games isn't one that missed out on that um but we finally have some announcements about the PlayStation 5 um about time about time uh so we I watched um you were still in bed yes of course I was and you watched all of the trailers later I I got up and watched most of it um I think I watched the games one? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. So I watched the one that has, oh, what are their names? Um, oh, God. Lucy James, um, who's from, she used to be at IGN, I think. She might still be in IGN. Um, she was in IGN Australia. She used to be on the IGN podcast ages ago. Um, and also uh, two other guys who are from other podcasts, Tarmor and Michael, who did a really thorough unpacking of the whole thing. Um, broke down the whole game, and it was so good. Like they have, all three of them are so insightful. Like we, we are, we are. <clears throat> this podcast, we are showing that we're a little bit filthy casual because we're glossing over it because we don't have the knowledge that these people, because they're sitting right smack bang in the middle of the industry, whereas you and I are enthusiastic amateurs yeah. when it comes to video games. Um, to the point that occasionally I think that I'm not actually a video gamer. I'm a Call of Dutyer, but occasionally I'll go out of my bracket. Um, anyway. Um, PlayStation 5 have come out, or PlayStation, Sony PlayStation have come out with this exquisitely beautiful unit. Just, it reminds me of a futuristic space shuttle. And it's just so beautiful in how they've done it. Though a lot of people are bagging it out for looking like a wireless router. Is that necessarily a bad thing? 
I don't think so. I, I've seen some wireless routers that look pretty fucking cool. Yeah, right. I've seen some wireless routers that look better than cars that I've seen. Definitely. Um, I, I think this thing is a, a really is a thing of beauty. Um, I like the white and black styling of it. There's two editions that have been announced at first, which are... The regular disc version, and they're also doing a digital version of the console as well. Do we have a, a internal megabyte, terabyte, teraflop yes. size yet? I, I honestly think that they're going to have to do above one terabyte, considering the size of games, especially yeah, the last Call of Duty being, even on the disc version, a 400 gigabyte download. Yeah, yeah. if you um, didn't have good internet, if you didn't have good in, NBN or whatever, you were fucked. I mean, I, I spoke to somebody yesterday who was uh, a couple of days ago at work and he was like, yeah, season four of Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, I can't wait. Except it's going to take two days to download it. I mean, we've got pretty good NBN here at the Fortress of Nerditude, so it actually only took me about half an hour. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, all of you guys that hang shit on the NBN, I'm not one of you because mine just flies by. Now, there's a bunch of cool accessories that have cut that have been announced. Now, the controller, which used to be called the Dual Shock, Shock Controller, is now called the Dual Sense, Sense Controller. It's about time that they've uh, adapted it and changed the name. Yeah, the cool thing about this is, is that it actually looks very much like the unit. Um, a lot of, I'll, I'll just have to say this, a lot of trolls have been sort of showing pictures of the... Um, of the unit and they've got things like it's got like two spikes on the top. Yeah. <coughs> it looks like a it looks like a, a sandwich from altered carbon. Yeah. Um but they've done things like put the eye of Sauron from Lord of the Rings at the top. Somebody said that it looks like um uh Sito Kaiba, some guy from Yu-Gi-Oh because he's got high collared white jacket. Yes, it um, does, yeah. So yeah, trolls be trolling, uh, memes be memeing. Mm-hmm. Um but Fuck all that. I want a PlayStation 5 and I want it now. Hell yeah. Um, the DualSense controller has haptic feedback. Yep. Um, which is pretty cool. Uh, adaptive triggers. So what that means is that if you're playing a game, just say that there was um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Just say you're playing Horizon Zero Dawn and you're pulling back on that bow. As you pull back on the bow, the, the trigger will actually become harder to pull back as the pressure increases. Um, that's how I understand it. Again, filthy casual, don't necessarily know completely. Um, the share button has been replaced with... A stream button. Uh, create. Create, yes. Create, which um, which means that you can go straight to your streaming service. Um, I guess that means that it's you can have your... Um, your What are they called? What's the streaming decks called? So, yeah, it's just streaming Elgato. Decks. Yeah, the Elgato stream So decks. you can have it hooked up to your Elgato and just go straight to streaming. Um, and it's got a built-in mic in it as well. Yeah. So if you're playing something like Call of Duty and you can hear your friends talking over the thing, or you don't need a headset, you can actually just talk to them through that. Um, so obviously, I guess it'll come with the, the the machine will come with one controller, and you'll have to buy an extra one if you want to. Um, and and I'll, I'll just point out too that all of these things come in a matching black and white tone too. So they all across the entire board, they look the same. Um, there is a cool headset called Pulse 3D, which is a wireless headset made by Sony. They have a charging dock made specifically for the DualSense controllers, fits too. Um, there's a HD camera, um, which suggests two things. When you stream off it, you're going to be able to feel yourself, film yourself. It's a HD camera, uh, what, what, 1080? Yeah, 1080p. Yep. So um, it's going to be a pretty good camera for, for what it is. Um, but that also suggests that you're... And they'll, when you hear the lists of titles, there's another suggestion that there's VR. It's going to be still VR capable and hopefully reverse compatible with the VR camera that you've already spent 800 bucks on. Yeah, that's a what VR the rumors headset. have been saying. Um, 
And a charging dock. Did I say charging dock? I did. There's also going to be a remote control too. Um, so the remote control, I guess, is for people who use their PlayStation as a VCR, VCR, a DVD <laughs> or a... Yeah. What year are we living in? Um, very old people. Um, uh, I also, from what I understand, this can also be used to um, control when you're streaming too. That's um, cool. Yeah, that, that's a great idea. <coughs> they're, they're really... Um, they're really amping up that whole idea of people wanting to share what they do because not a lot of people, not all people make money from streaming. Some people just do it because they like it. Um, A mate of mine, Stuart, who um, is Trogon Gaming on Twitch, I think, Um, here's the funniest game you'll ever hear because the more excited he gets, the louder and squeakier he gets. Listening to him play is hilarious because he goes from having his normal speaking voice, oh, my God, I'm going to shoot this guy. Oh, my God, you fucking piece of shit. Um, He's got an amazing Australian accent. And um, his, his voice goes really high-pitched. I used to play Call of Duty Advanced Warfare with him when we were uh, several years ago. And um, he was so funny to play with because you just all of a sudden hear, Oh, you bastard! <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. Now, the game's coming out for, for this thing. Oh, my God. I am so excited. Oh, my God. Now, it's been indicated that perhaps the launch titles will be a new Spider-Man, mm-hmm. um, something called Jet the Far Shore, a thing called Bug Snacks. Have you seen any footage of Bug Snacks? I haven't seen any, no. So Bug Snacks, you're on an island and your limbs have turned into food? What? Yeah, so you've got like a corn arm or a hot dog arm. Straight to the what? phone to look it up. It's I weird. I see this. Uh, Godfall, which has sort of a, um, sort of a, uh, got a war, sort of a, Feel to it, and and of course because um, there'll, there'll be a new NBA for it. Um, they're suggested that they're going to be the launch titles now. GTA Five Expanded and Enhanced is coming out. If you already have GTA Five, between yep. now and launch, you're going to get a million bucks deposited into your GTA Five account. So maybe it's a every good single month. Every single until month until it comes out in 2021. Wow, so yeah. that's potentially, if that doesn't come out for 12 months, you're potentially getting 12 million bucks deposited yeah. into your account. And, and that starts immediately as well. <coughs> so that's wow. It. Yeah, that's that's straight away. The second that they announce that, that starts from then. So everybody yesterday got that deposited into their, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, a new Resident Evil, so, so we're going into sort of 2021 releases now. Um, so if you, if you take this of, of where we are, we're probably looking at an October, November release. What do you reckon? Hundred percent. Like uh, from because I I was around for the launch of the PS five uh, PS four and the Xbox One, um, and that was uh, mid to late November. Yeah, the two of those because uh, they were a week after each other. Let's get them sweet Christmas dollars, y'all. Dollar dollar bills, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, where's my money? Um, there is uh, interesting thing about GTA five. Before we go on, this is the third console this game has been on. Oh, this yeah. was on the three sixty. And the PlayStation 3. Yes. It transitioned into the 4. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing it go into this. Has there been a game that's lasted as long as GTA 5? Oh, definitely not. And um, I constantly have people ask me, <clears throat> oh, when's GTA 6 coming out? And I'm like, why would they make a GTA 6? The only only thing that they could do why? is more story yeah. and better graphics. And if have you can't do that, that... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but when, when this new one comes out... So if you already own... Um, GTA 5 on the PlayStation 4, you will automatically get a free copy of GTA Online on the PS5. Holy shit, that's um, amazing. And they're also bringing out an extended and enhanced edition 
uh, on the PS5 as well. So it's going to be updated graphics, uh, extra storyline, and pretty much kind of like, a, I guess, a Game of the Year edition without the Game of the Year title. Okay, that's cool. Um, so Resident Evil 8 comes out. It's called Resident Evil Village. Now think very carefully about it. Village, V-I-L-L, V-I little L, little L. It's the Roman numerals. It's the Roman numeral for number eight. See how, God, they're so clever. It's genius. So clever. Um, so that's coming out, and that looks like that that has um, virtual reality capabilities as well, VR capabilities as well. Well, Resident Evil 7 was VR compatible, so it makes sense to make the number 8. Can I just say I hated well. Resident Evil 7? Really? It fucking kicked my ass, that game. There, oh, there, yeah. <laughs> there is a scene in that game, and it's really, really... It's like 20 minutes in where you're stuck in a garage with some mutant and a car that's fanging around in a garage. <laughs> I can't bit. fucking get out of that room. Fuck Especially that game. Especially on VR. Fuck it that game. the shit out of me every time. Okay, um, so we also have something called Goodbye Volcano High, um, which from what I understand has nothing to do with the Korean um, manga or the, the movie from the 90s. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo, which looks amazing. So you are in a... Um, <clears throat> you're in Tokyo... You're an exorcist, and it is a first-person exorcism simulator. Genius. So it's instead of FPS, it's FP exorcism. E. Um, and the ghosts are all sort of real traditional Japanese-looking ghosts. So they're like sort of the Tomy, um, you know, little girl in a yellow raincoat that runs around the corner going. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. That'd be brilliant. So I, I'm I'm pooing my pants in anticipation of the fear. Yep. Um, Hitman 3. Woo! Yeah, finally. 47's back. Um, <clears throat> now, some of these games, I, I don't have um, any idea of what they're about, so you'll have to excuse if I don't have a description. Another release in 20... So some of these ones have been 2021 releases, something called Solar Ash, and then we're going as far as 2022 with something called Pragmata. Now, the next couple of games actually don't have a release. I guess they're possibly still being... They're still in construction. So... Um, Horizon Forbidden West, y'all. Sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Another finally. Um, so what we're looking at there is, um, it's still, what was her name? Oh my God, not Lilu. That's from... No. Um, not Lilu? No, Lilu's from... Um, from from uh, Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Whatever that Viking future chick's name is. Oh her, my God, it's on the tip of my tongue. Me too. Well. Does it begin with A? Ayode? No, 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 that's no, Richard no, no, Ayode, no. who's it's, the comedian. It's like, it's like a four-letter word. It's like it's like a Eloy. 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 I don't think so. Anyway, aloe vera. All I all I can remember is um the the watcher, which is like the mechanical creature thingy. Yeah. Anyway, um, so by the sound of it, she is journeying further, and they're doing more of a. It's going to... Eloy? It's Eloy? Alloy. Alloy. Yeah. Um, so they're doing less of a um, sort of a controlled... Um, it's going to be more sandboxy is what I'm trying to say. Um, Gran okay. Turismo 7, let's face it. If you want to show how your new system works, you do a Gran Turismo and you do a sports game because yep. they're the things that show it. I mean, the footage that I saw of um, 2K21, mm-hmm. uh, the sweat mechanics dripping off the guy who's shooting the ball. Really? That's fantastic. Beautiful, amazing. Um, if you like Ratchet and Clank, y'all, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is coming out. Yeah. So pretty pumped for that. There is a new one called Project Athia. Um, this is one that I know that we're pretty humped for. It's called Humped, Hyped. 
we're, we're, we are both humped and hyped for this game. It's called Stray. I cannot tell you how excited I am about this game. Cat fans unite. It's like you're a cat and you're kind of a detective at the same time. It's got a little backpack. I know, it's so cute. And and what? So being this cat in a full robotics world, uh, similar to, I'm sure some of you have seen that uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Robots, yeah. It's it episode. looks so much like that episode. Yeah, and um, essentially you're trying to find the last <sighs> humans remaining on Earth in this robot world as a cat. Do we have the? Com- do you have a confirmation that that's what the cat's doing? Yes. Okay. We have, yeah. Yeah, and there's been um, a lot of uh, videos for that as well. But yeah, essentially you're you're a teeny tiny cat detective, and yeah. you actually get to um, change how your cat looks. You can go into barber shops and change what your cat. Oh looks my like. god! Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. Is it, nobody will be going. Dota cat will be going. Bitch, I'm a cat. Bitch, I'm, I'm a cat. cat. I'm going to the barbers. I ain't so fat. <laughs> um, there's something called Returnal, um, Sackboy, Big Adventure. So Sackboy, you might remember from Little Big Little Adventure, Big Little Big Planet, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's coming back for less of a guided game and more of a sort of a Mario thing. Um, this is what I'm pumped for: Destruction All Stars. Get Rocket League, yeah. Make the drivers of Rocket League cards Fortnite characters. Huh? Squish them together, put them in your mouth, chew them up, regurgitate it into a video game, and you essentially have Rocket League where you can get out of the car and manually shoot at the other vehicles and then jump back into other vehicles. Oh, damn. <clears throat> That's so cool. And if you like the style of Rocket League or Fortnite, you'll love this because it's very it, it's very similar to both. Um, Kenner Bridge of Spirits, which looks beautiful, but I can't remember much about it off the top of my head. Um, Oddworld Soulstorm. So it's another mm-hmm. Abe's Adventure game. So, you know, follow me. Um, do you remember Oddworld? No, I don't. So in Oddworld, you played like a little guy who was saving slaves right. um, of, his own, of his own race. Um, and sometimes you could just go, follow me, and they'd go, okay. But other times you'd actually have to do something to entertain them before they'd follow you. Yeah. The characters on this planet find farting funny. <laughs> so you had a button on your PlayStation, which was a fart button. Oh, that so you go, brilliant. follow me. And they go, no. And then you go, and then they go, <laughs> and then you go, follow me. And then they go, okay. Um, I kid you not. <coughs> oh, my God. Um, so that's up. I now, am those people. There's something called Astro's Playroom. Astro's Playroom suggests to me that it's going to be another VR playroom thing because I'm pretty sure that little robot in PlayStation VR is called Astro. He is, yes. Yeah, okay, so... Um, that says to me that it's going to be ready for your VR that you already have. Uh, something called Little Devil Inside. Another one called Demon Souls. Demon Souls um, looks pretty cool. It's it's one of those, you know, you've got a um, you're fighting de- you're fighting demons basically. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those sorts of you know Lara Crofty looking. What are they called? Third person games. Um, now one of the, either Godfall or Demon Souls. I can't remember which one had this awesome. Um, mechanic where you actually, um, as you kill demons, you can collect bits of them and make your armor better. So you'd have like this semi-demon, semi-godlike armor. Awesome. I can't remember which one of those was, but it was looked pretty fucking cool. Last one I'm pumped for. Now I know exactly what you're going to say. Bethesda have made a few made a few mistakes now and again, like their disastrous launch of um, '76 oh, no. and that total fuck up with what was it, Diablo? Um, 
Oh, the mobile edition. The of mobile one. You've oh. got a mobile phone, don't you? No, Bethesda, we're never letting you live that down because no. that was stupid and moronic and. I'll, I'll go as far, so far as to say insensitive. When you've got a bunch of people in a room who are looking forward to one thing yeah. and then they get something that they don't want. Yeah, and they, they wouldn't even shut down the rumours of there being uh, Diablo 4. Yeah. They were like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a Diablo announcement. We're going to be doing this, this and this. And then all of these people gathered into a conference room to talk about it. And full tilt gaming nerds and, and too. full tilt gaming nerds packed to the brim, thousand people, and they were like, we're doing a mobile edition and you just hear, you could hear a pin drop in the silence that came from the gamers in that room. The, the greatest thing that I've ever heard in my life, the, the, the three greatest things I've ever heard in my life, my wife saying I do, your first words, although you haven't shut up since. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and that, the guy that got up at the question time of that thing and going, um, sorry to ask, but is this an off-season April Fool's joke? Like that's the greatest thing I've ever heard, and and Bethesda realised that they had fucked up that day. My favourite thing about <clears> it, and I do kind of feel bad for them, were the two presenters that had to try and bring it back from. Oh. Like they they were there, they were pumped, they were like, yeah, it's gonna be a mobile edition of Diablo, it's gonna be awesome, and to have the reaction that they got, I can't begin to imagine how embarrassed they must have oh, felt God in that yeah. situation. How, how does how does a company misread its audience like that? No, that, that, that's what I don't get. Like. Video, ga- video game customers tell you what they want. Always. And what they want is more of the same, mm-hmm. but just a little bit different or a little bit more. Yeah. The, the video games aren't made... Like, revolution should come with new IPs, not with old IPs. Yeah. <clears throat> if there's one thing that gamers are, they are loyal to what they love. Yep. Yep. The, the only time that I think I've ever seen... And, like, watch the first Watch Dogs game was cool, but there was, uh, there was m- mechanics issues with it, and the smartest thing that they did was change the mechanics... And introduce new characters. And it looks like they're doing the same thing with the next one. The biggest problem with Watch Dogs 2 was is that I only got to play as Sitara ones. Yeah. I only got to play as um, Wrench ones. In the new one, I'm going to get to play as whoever I want. Though like, we still haven't had an announcement to when that's going to be happening. Yeah, for God's sake. Because I'm just waiting to create my little gang of grannies. That's all <laughs> I want. I, I actually deliberately have not finished Watch Dogs 2. Yes, yes, for seven years I've not finished that game. Damn. I'm deliberately not finishing that because I don't want to finish it until I've got a new one to play. Anyway, the last one that we've got from Bethesda, it's um, called Deathloop. Now, imagine if you took... It's an assassin game. Um, Take something like Dishonored, which was like a first-person shooter version of Assassin's Creed. Put that into Superhot, where you can rewind time and fast-forward time and rewind time. Um, Yeah, uh... And it looks so cool. It, the stylization of it is just so beautiful. Mm. The, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Bioshock in some senses. Yeah, totally got that vibe. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm just really, really looking forward to playing this game. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like now. Now that um, now that Sony have put their hands out and said this is what we're doing, everybody's now. Xbox, Xbox, what are you doing? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Xbox, Xbox. I'm interested to hear a price. What's your prediction for the price? What do you reckon? So in, in Australian currency, um, <clears throat> I know that they're not going to push the $1,000 mark because they made that mistake in the past when yep. no one would buy it because no one could warrant spending that much money on a gaming console. Yep. Um, I'm expecting with the dig- digital edition, it's going to be a bit less, so pro- possibly like a 700 to 750 mark. Yep, I would say seven. 
And then the disc one being probably eight hundred to eight fifty. I I would go so far to say the disc one's going to be nine hundred bucks. You think? Yeah. I, I reckon. And, but but what they'll do it as a as a uh, you know an eight ninety nine. Yeah. Because when people see eight ninety nine, they think that it's eight hundred dollars and not nine hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That's not true, people. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I honestly reckon nine hundred bucks for the disc one, and yeah. and yeah, seven hundred for the non disc one. But I can't wait. Yeah, though I, I will say this: I, I don't know what they were thinking about doing a digital edition, considering the massive flop that <coughs> Xbox had when they tried to do their digital edition of the Slim Xbox mm. One. Um, it just th- that's not what the people wanted. It was great for people who are unseasonal gamers who are going to have you know one or two games like their Fifas and their Call of Duties on there, and that was it. Yeah. But when you get to the point where um, you're going to have to constantly be adding expanded memory because you don't have enough space to download all this stuff, yeah, is when they realize that yeah maybe a disc version is a lot better. It, it's certainly this is certainly my, it's it's. That they have brought this out too early. The NBN, other than our NBN, the NBN, from what I understand, is actually quite unreliable. And if you've got a p- position where you can download a game in a half an hour and start playing it, um, so you can store all your games offline. When I sit down and play a game, I want to. I, the reason I don't have a digital edition is because I want to put a disc in and play it straight away. Yeah. So if you've got a digital edition and you've got one terabyte on your on your hard drive. Yeah. and then 30 other games on the cloud, but you feel like playing one of those games and you've got to delete one off your hard drive and then download it and it takes a day to download it. I want to play that game now. I yeah. want to put that disc in and play it right now. I, I literally had someone come to me with that problem yesterday. Literally yesterday. Um, and they were like, oh, I want to play this game, but my console's not letting me. And I'm like, you're going to have to delete something. They're like, I can't delete all of my gameplay on Call of Duty. I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. I'm like, we have to get expanded memory. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm trying to find a disc version of this game. It's actually, they were trying to find a disc version of Destiny 2, which you can't find anymore unless it's a DLC edition of the game. Wow. Because uh, they all got removed uh, from <coughs> physical copies as it was free to download everywhere. Yeah. Well, but, um, but because Steam, you can't, um, doesn't have room. Was it Epic Games? Not Epic Games. Um, the ones that do Overwatch. Blizzard? Blizzard. Blizzard. So Blizzard had that as a free download, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Interesting. I, I guess I guess when there's so many people playing Apex and Fortnite and Rocket League and stuff like that, or, or not Rocket League, but other games that are free to play, there's probably an opportunity for those gamers to just get that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess for those gamers, that's one of those things. You know, people are st- certainly streamlining their lives when it comes to that sort of stuff. Like, I'm, I'm still surprised that vinyl came back because so many people are just like, Apple Music, 10 bucks a month, and I can listen to anything that I want to. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, uh, the the future is not owning anything. It's having somebody else own it on your behalf and you just rent it from everybody. Exactly. Um, anyway, um, I think that's us done. Thank yeah. you for joining me today, Kirby. No worries. I was happy to be here. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, as usual, you can um, find the Nerds of Oz at Twitter and at Instagram on at the Nerds of Oz. Um, We've had fun talking about video games. If you like this episode because we've talked about video games and you want us to talk more about video games, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram and, and say how much you liked it because we, we'd love to hear some feedback from you. We want to hear what you want and what you don't want. Um, we certainly hope that it won't be eight weeks before the next episode comes out. Um, I, I, I'm going to guarantee that it won't be eight weeks. If, if, I've got to go and, if I've got to go and buy something just so that I can review it. We'll make sure that it doesn't happen this long next time. But hopefully the boys will be back very soon um, as people are allowed to go back to work and, and my wife can and disappear back to work. <laughs> Again, 
Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your patronage. Don't forget, you can go to Redbubble and buy Nerds of Oz t-shirts and cushions and all sorts of stuff. That support gives us an opportunity to pay for all of our bits and pieces to do this show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, y'all. Bye.